Before we start the show this week, I want to thank our sponsors at SeatGeek. Anthony and I love this app. Behind MLB at bat, it's probably the most used app on my phone. I go to 50 plus ball games every summer and almost every ticket I buy is through the SeatGeek app. I've been using it long before they started sponsoring us. For those of you who don't know what it is, it's basically a ticket aggregator for the secondary market. It ranks via a color-coded system which seats have the best value across multiple ticket brokers. Even if I'm not going to a game, honestly, I'll sometimes just pop open the app and check it out just so I can see what ticket prices are going for across the country. Just trust me on this one. Download the app, go to the settings tab, and click add a promo code. Use the code CLUBHOUSE and receive a $20 rebate on your first ticket purchase. Our show is always going to be free for you guys. We really would just appreciate it if you could support our sponsors a little bit. And it's just going to make your lives easier. On to the show. This week on The Clubhouse, we are joined by radio host and fantasy guru, Dennis Farrell. Dennis works in the Detroit sports market, but grew up all over the country, making his fandom a little more fluid than we're used to. We get into his multiple team allegiances, stories of his time as a Little League umpire, and of course, talk some fantasy baseball. Anthony is once again traveling the country with his hit Broadway musical, If Then. Go to ifthenthemusical.com slash tour to find out when he's coming to your town. This episode was recorded in our hotel room in Detroit, Michigan. Blue Jays win it! Touch them all, Joe! You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life! Got him! 20 strikeouts! He ties the Major League record! There it goes! See ya! I don't believe what I just saw! And he's out by five feet at the plate! And that was the worst base running in the history of the game! Fly ball, left field, and deep! Welcome to the show, everybody. It is a wonderful day for baseball. I am Manish Jane, and back sitting next to me is Mr. Anthony Rapp. Well, hello there, Manish Jane. You were missed for a couple of weeks, but you're back now. Thank you. Our guest today is a radio host, a podcaster, a fantasy genius. <laughs> but as always, on our show, his only credit that matters is that he is a fan of the Detroit Tigers. Joining us in the clubhouse today, Dennis Farrell. Hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna out you, Dennis, as also being a closeted uh, St. Louis Cardinals fan. Okay, now I sound like a gypsy, or I'm gonna be running from the law here, but. Let me explain my little background of life and where I've lived and like some little odd fandoms that it's still a part of me. I was born in Boston, but I did not really become a Boston Red Sox fan until I understood baseball. I moved to Georgia and I ended watching the Braves and the Cubs there on the Superstation WGN yeah. and, you know, getting home for spring training games and watching guys run. Across. That's my all time favorite of spring training is watching guys run in the warning track. Absolutely. <laughs> for what like during it, the game, during the game, <laughs> when you see a guy run, that's it. I'm in heaven. I don't care what the score is or who's batting. That's the only reason why I want to go see a spring training game live is for the guys running. Then when I became old enough, I moved to St. Louis. That's where my dad's side of the family lives. And, and I lived there until I was, Till 2004 when I moved here to Detroit and then started covering the Tigers and hanging out in the clubhouse and 
I, I kind of became a Tigers fan, but I'm still a Boston Red Sox fan first now. But I, a little bit of those teams, I, I still. So kind you of, still have a little Braves and Cubs in yeah, there too. Okay. Yeah, yeah. A little sprinkling. All right. Well, then I'm sorry, but our trivia game is all about the Detroit Tigers. So we'll see right. how you do. Does on that make that me later. a bandwagon then? No, 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 no. You know, it's no. I'm a baseball lover. I've, I've we've talked about this before. I've, I've worked a lot in Pittsburgh, and I really loved that ballpark, and and I've got to know a lot of Pirates fans, and so like the Pirates are like my second National League team. You know, even though they're in my division. Well, and know, here's it doesn't matter to me. I still if the Cubs are out of it, I'll root for the Tig- uh, the Pirates. And what I always say is that you know I started my 30 stadium tour as a Tigers fan, but I ended it as a baseball fan. Where I genuinely, you know, I it's love a Hallmark card. <laughs> I mean, like every day of my life, you're gonna see the old English D plastered on my head but you know so i am a tigers fan first but you know i i do and we'll get into this a little bit later when we talk about fantasy you know it's it's i i just like watching all 30 teams and i feel like a connection to all 30 teams i root more for for teams than i do players i know that's weird a lot of people tight to root for players these days especially when it comes to fantasy mm-hmm. but i i genuinely am someone who likes rooting for teams and so what uh, other teams do you root for then well it's so when We've i say never talked about this so when i say or anyway well here's the thing it's when i say root for it's not that i want them to win over the course of a year it's in the context of the vacuum of a game and so i will watch a game and i'll be able to find a narrative within the context of that nine innings where i will want one team to win based on any number of different you know uh, uh categories or, or or whether it's so give me for instance okay let me thank you for a second you put me on the spot here uh well, for instance, if I am watching something like a, uh, um, I think I get it. So, so let me. <laughs> not, I, I was going to do it, but let's see if he can get my head better than I can. I think I get it. I think I get it. Like, let's say last season with the Oakland Athletics and the crazy fans. You know what? What? What they call that little box where they had the crazy fans and the Mohawks? Do you know what I'm talking about? Well, I actually know a lot of those guys personally. But, but that kind of stuff is what would draw you to the team. Like, you would see the the fans start going crazy. You go, you know what? I, I like their vibe. I'm going to roll with them this game. Well, so this is what happens a lot. Is no. that so the bleacher creatures? Yeah, the crazy bleacher creatures out there in Oakland are so Coco Fingers is is a guy that I met on my on my tour. Coco, is, I still don't know his real name. I only know him as Coco Fingers. You don't in need my to, phone, when you know a Coco Fingers. You don't need to know his in real my name. phone. He's Coco Fingers. Whenever I anything, he's always Coco Fingers to me. And you know he uh, has a, had a mask on. It's a green and of yellow mask. He did, and he never takes his mask off. And I still have never seen his face. Um, <laughs> He, is he a wrestler? Because uh, this is really starting to sound like it's a pretty, Rey Mysterio Jr. kind I'm of telling thing. you, out there in, in, the, in, the, in, in the bleachers in Oakland, they've got some amazing characters. One guy used to dress up in a giant foam A. You've got the guys that are in the green spandex suit like in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I mean, that was more for mm-hmm. the Phillies, but they do the same thing out there in uh, in Oakland. Or no, for the Eagles, they did that in the show. Uh, but uh, so yeah, so for for Oakland and whatnot, I will absolutely root for them in certain games because of their fan base. I'll root for the Giants sometimes because of Barbara, because of mm-hmm. our lovely friend Barbara. Sure. I will root for the Cardinals sometimes because of Monica. Obviously, I root for the Cubs sometimes because of Anthony. So maybe it's also because of people in my life as yeah. well, where I will you know because I like I want my friends to be happy. That's, now I that's... will say, here's the thing about the Cardinals and Monica. I love Monica with my whole heart. And I'm genuinely happy for when she's happy. Yeah, I know you are. I'm not sure I can ever root for the Cardinals. Of course you can't. I wouldn't expect you to. If she was a Royals fan, I'm sure I would have a very different relationship with her. My friend Robin, who uh, I watched a lot of the World Series with my friend Robin last year, uh, with Zach Hampel, uh, the the famed ball hawk, the gentleman who caught uh, A-Rod's 3,000th uh, mm-hmm. uh, hit. I was at his apartment for a lot of the World Series last year, and Robin, one of our mutual friends, she's a crazy diehard Royals fan, and she came over. 
and it was Royals Mets. And obviously, Zach has his connection to the Mets because he goes to City Field all the time and he catches a lot of balls there. And she was asking us, so what are you, are you guys going to root for the Royals? Are you going to root for the Mets? You know, what are you going to do? And as much as I wanted my friend Robin to be happy, at the time, I was rooting for the Mets because I just, you know, as a Tigers fan, it was difficult for me to watch them go on and, and win the whole thing after after so many years of them being our little brother. It's it's weird seeing your, your little brother succeed uh, when you haven't in, in 30 some odd years. But I will say, like, if the Cardinals were in the World Series and they won and she was happy, I would also absolutely be genuinely happy. I was happy for Robin. When I saw, it was actually really cool to see her. Uh, oh, God, I think this was the ALCS, it must have been. And uh, there was some game where the Royals were, like always, down early and not going to come back until the 7th, 8th, ninth inning. And she was just sitting on the couch, rocking back and forth for a good solid 15 minutes. Just, uh, The old, uh, the old Leo Mazzoni. Yes. Block. Remember Leo? Uh-huh. And I just had to go and I just put my hand on her shoulder and I just had tried to comfort her a little bit because she was so incredibly tense. And when they finally won and she exploded, I was incredibly happy for her. I yeah. was, you know, it was, so I get it. It's, 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 it's tough to root for them in the moment, but when it's all done, you're happy that your friend is happy. So I think that's the biggest thing for me yeah. is that I, I, I want my friends to be But happy. I do hear about stories where people lose friendships. 100% yes. I mean, that Absolutely. seems insane to me. Well, when I was a kid, I was much more intense and much more immature in my sports fandom where I really wore that on my sleeve. And like I had an ex-girlfriend of mine who just knew that if the Wolverines, let's say, lost one day or the Lions lost or any number of teams lost, the Tigers were pretty bad my entire childhood. So they lost all the time. So it didn't really matter. But if, you know, uh, the Red Wings lost or something like that, not to talk to me for that day where I would just be a miserable wreck and I wouldn't want to talk to anybody. But I feel like I've matured and grown a well, little bit. Let's I'll, hope you're 30. How many years? 32. 32 yeah, yes. Well, let's hope. Kids. Dennis, let's <laughs> hope. Dennis. But you know, but there's some people that don't. There's some people yeah, that, sure, sure. you know, I'll, along those lines, I remember, you know, going to elementary school in Georgia when the Braves were playing the uh, Twins in the World Series. It was what the Kit Herbeck, Ron Gamp. Oh, about. yeah. And for whatever reason, my uncle had bought like a Twins batting jersey. Like he, he loved the colors and the lettering on it and... I stole it and wore it to school one day, and like eight kids jumped me. Like, oh, Literally? They, oh, they beat the crap out. Can I say crap? Yeah, yeah you can. can. They they beat me. Like like you know, elementary school beat up. But like I I'm left battered and bruised. Not really even a Twins fan because when we were growing up, Anthony more so than you because we're a little bit older. Jerseys were for rich people. Hmm. You, no, they still are. Jerseys, authentic jerseys are two, three hundred dollars. Yeah, they're but, expensive. But there's so many out there, whether yeah. it's authentic or not. We didn't have the knockoffs. Mm, mm, you know, yeah. if you saw someone with a jersey, uh, not ju not just a jersey, but a jersey with a name on the back, you knew his parents were working for the team because <laughs> we didn't have the jerseys with names. Right. There were no throwback jerseys. Oh, yeah. None of that stuff growing mm. up. So I got to wear a Twins bad jersey. I thought. Oh, the kids are going to be jealous of me. No. Mm -hmm. Well, no, I mean, I remember. So once again, this is more Michigan, Michigan State rivalry. One of my best friends when I was a kid. Um, so I was in, oh God, the uh, the Fab Five. Was that 93? 
Yeah, I don't. I, basketball. I don't uh, that's all right. So uh, it's a baseball podcast. I know it's a baseball podcast. Do they still play that on West Story Wars? A baseball podcast. Uh, it's a fan. It's a fandom thing. So okay. just to pretend like it's 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 Tigers, White Sox, Yankees, Red Sox, okay, uh, Cubs, Cardinals, whatever. But we can't. You said basketball. All right, fine. Well, it was Michigan, Michigan State. I was a Wolverine fan. He was a, a Spartan fan. And in I believe it was '93. I think I was in first or second grade. And Chris Weber. He called the timeout, and it was a technical the foul. Yes, timeout. Yeah, and, and it was that. a technical foul, and we lost the uh, uh, the uh, NCAA championship in the final uh, uh, in, the, in the game there. And the next day, my buddy Eric, first grade, his parents came into our classroom and sang the Michigan State fight song in my face, and I started weeping uncontrollably. Oh my goodness! It was because so because oh. sports fandom can get in. Tense, and it was. I was devastated because, and state wasn't even in it. State was terrible at basketball, but you know, Michigan lost, and so that's what sports fandom can do. Yes. So we were just in, in on tour at the time of this recording. I was most recently in St. Louis, um, and uh, I wore I you know it's enemy territory. I wore my <laughs> I wore some sort of Cubs gear every day. You have to. Yeah, and. Um, one of the there were two it was two attendants at the theater parking lots as I would walk into the theater who like surreptitiously called me over and like hey nice shirt and they're like, I'm like oh wow and they're like yeah I'm a Cubs fan and it's like you gotta a be careful <laughs> secret Cubs fan in St Louis you guys had that happy. handshake it's yeah. the Underground Railroad for Cubs fans it's you I know the, 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 the safe houses where the abolitionists uh, are it. it was great, it was great. The, the, you got co words like Sean Dunson is great wink wink <laughs> yes. all right you can go in now oh, I love Sean Dunson when I was yeah. a kid yeah. oh he was so fantastic so how did you know Dennis is a a fantasy guru of sorts. When you were a kid, did you get into rotisserie baseball? Did you do? No. I mean, so how did you get into the game when you were a kid? What was it that that brought you to the game? You, you know, uh, as far as fantasy, I'm I'm fairly new to it. I didn't start playing until 2001. I think I played once with my dad, where we go through the USA Today and pick five players apiece, and then however they did at the end of the season, and I only lasts like two weeks. When my dad did all the work, and he got tired of doing it. But that was the only other time. Like 2001 was the first time I, I really ever played fantasy sports. But till, up until then, it's, you know, Little League baseball. And then, you know, I did some Little League umpiring, which was some crazy stuff. That would be crazy. It was fun. <laughs> they paid me to umpire Little League baseball games. That was amazing. And you had no kids involved. It no was just kids. you as the ump. Yeah. I love that. And I sat back there and called balls and strikes and outs and, you Any know. Any crazy parent stories? Oh, lots of them. Let's I, hear um, them. My, my mom, who just passed away, we were in the not so great part of town umpiring a game and my mom was four foot eleven fiery italian woman <laughs> who would not back down to anybody in it, her way or the highway and you know in the middle of this game she calls one kid out the umpire doesn't like it and she says okay coach go back to your dugout he doesn't go back he keeps you know jack jawing her and she says look you got one more minute to get in that dugout and if you don't get in there i will put you in there now she's four foot eleven <laughs> he's like six two and now he goes, takes all the balls and bats, and throws them on the field. Like, this is little league, the, yeah, little league. <laughs> this is a Sweet little league Lou. playoff game, and I'm standing, I'm standing there, freaked out. Like, and you're you're umpiring it? Yeah, me and my mom. My mom was an umpire too. I'm freaked out. Like, all right, <laughs> I'm looking for an exit plan. Like, she can handle herself. I need to get out of here. You know, I was chicken, and and she's, and I'm the best way to describe it is after they yelled, she got probably 
a foot away and does that, you know, that Superman jump where he puts his arm up and tucks the under one. You're out of here. <laughs> Get your blank to the, you know, car. Go. Now he's he's freaking out and yelling. And she's like, if you don't go, the whole team is disqualified. You know, that kind of stuff. And now I'm like, I'm not going to make it to my car. <laughs> I, you know, we're going to have to have, it was, it was nasty. Now the parents are starting to vote against the coach. The other team over here is celebrating now. And it's like bad because now they're rubbing in the other team's face. I'm trying to get out of here. The other coach picks me up because I was a scrawny little guy and spins me around. We're going to the playoffs. <laughs> now the other coach is like, you guys fix the game. I'm like, I just want to go. <laughs> I got to get out of here. My mom's like, put him down. Put it down right now. You know, she's running over with her little stubby legs, you know, and she's she's looking to fight. I believe that, you know, she if there was a beer bottle, she'd have broken in like a bar movie and stabbed someone. Yeah. God bless her heart. She's uh, a good person though. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, there How yeah, what was the resolution? The, none. We had to have our the police told us not to because they called the cops. We had to get in the car and they told they they said we're going to escort escort you to the to the county line. <gasps> don't come back. <laughs> Swear to God, don't come back. So we're driving we get, you know, to whatever Highway Z, they peel off, we go off, and we were not allowed to call baseball games in that city ever again. Have you ever been wow. back? No. You got to go back. Why? Why? On just, a horse. Just rub it in. Yes, yes on a horse. You Finally, just gotta... I've returned. <laughs> what you going to do now? Oh, my God. That's wow. amazing. That's fantastic. Yeah. Little League that's Baseball. That's got to be a scene in a movie. Oh, yeah. absolutely. No, Did you ever see, uh, what was it? Uh, Jeff Garland made uh, a movie uh, about Little League uh, umpires and, and Little League uh, I haven't baseball. seen it, but now I want to. Yeah, yeah. He, he, made, he I can't, I'm blanking on the name of it right now, but I think it's, I think they have a lot of stories. Because, I mean, remember James Merillat, the, uh, the Rock episode that yeah. we did he has a couple of boys and he was talking about just the absolute it's, intensity yeah. of parents what i don't they don't even keep scoring most of these games and they're 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 acting like, like it's a major league baseball game like, it's like i was the one no. getting yelled like my dad would yell at me like not yell at a coach you know, like if i did something i was the one getting yelled at not the umpires or the coaches and like that like i don't understand why you get all the brunt that's oh modern parents i saw a kid I drop kick another umpire what Yes. A great story. Like, I'm in the field calling outs on, you know, first, second, third base. That was my job. There's another guy behind the plate calling balls and strikes. Now, this kid who, they're probably 13 years old at the time. It was a little bit older. You know, they're getting into it about balls and strikes. The guy's just just bad. So he hit, hits it, right? You know, he's just, shut up, you're a kid. I'm not, you know, one of those things. And, you know, you just kind of giggle behind the pitcher like, oh, this is going to be great. Well, the kid hits this ball, like, right down the Right, right field line. I'm trying to remember it as I tell it. And he's turning a triple in the home, going home, right? And he's barreling in. Now, the catcher, you know, where he's supposed to be, ready to catch the ball, tag him out. And the umpire is just standing off to the uh, left of him, you know, kind of in the classic scene. And the guy comes in, and instead of sliding for home, he drop kicks the umpire. <gasps> drop kicks him. Oh. I'm like, wow. I'm like, holy cow, that just happened. I was, I like, I should have been mad, but I was like, dude, that was awesome. That was, like, I was excited. Like, I just saw something happen like this. <laughs> Amazing. Wow. Was the was the ump all right? No, they he had to go. He had a crack rib. Oh, that was awesome. 
<laughs> I, you know, there's just small things that make you happy, guys. I guess. He was wow. a good guy. And, and, you know, the kid gets thrown out and missed like two games. But I was like, this is great. Two games? Yeah. Not like assault and battery? Yeah, yeah. not going to jail or juvie at least. He's 13. For, he cracked a couple of grown man ribs. The guy kind of deserved it. I won't even lie about that. <laughs> You know, you know how there's the best way to describe this guy is he was probably, you know, in his 30s that had a power trip and just needed to be knocked down the pit. Sure. Yeah. Those guys. What was the question? Uh, All right. Well, let's go. Well, how did you get into not fantasy, but just baseball? How did you get into baseball? You know, I had a great group of kids in my neighborhood that we all would sit around. And is in Boston? No, no, Georgia. Oh, this is still in Georgia. I'm sorry. Georgia, you know, and we play wiffle ball and. You know, it was a new neighborhood, and houses would go up, and there were not abandoned lots, but undubbed blots. We'd clear them out, go buy limestone, make lines, and we'd play wiffle ball eight hours straight. And then hmm. we we would be the worst ball player names ever because we'd pick <laughs> out the cards. Like, we'd collect the old baseball cards, and the way we would be who we were were, you know, it, like you flip the card over, you pick one out of the middle, and you were that guy for the day. That's amazing. It, yes, it was great. So, you know, every time you come up, you know, we had the old 80s style boombox with the super big, you know, was it D6 batteries yep, that yeah. took like eight of them. And every time, you know, we'd have one of the guy's sisters would play the music every time you'd walk up. And it's like the old Rum DMC tape, you know. So we all had Rum DMC tapes. We'd get up and we'd just, we'd be whoever. You know, if you were Robin Ventura, you'd do your best to try to... And, you know, the only time I ever hit a wiffle ball home run, I had to be Julio Franco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, yes. Franco. Yes. I think he's back still then, playing. Back then he was only 62. Now. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I honestly think. bat right up over the head like I think that, he's still yeah. playing. I'm not lying. I, I think he's I playing think in like, Japan Him or and somewhere. Ricky Henderson. Oh, Ricky. <laughs> yes. I am the greatest. I am the greatest. Of all time. Oh, I love Ricky. Yes. Um, <laughs> wow. That, honestly, you just painted a. That's everybody's childhood. Beautiful picture. Yeah, that's, that's, that's. Wow. So can can we jump to fan? Because I'm I've been chomping at the. I know bit. we we gotta wait. hold so on. I know I we've because... got so much time. We've got so much show to talk oh. about. We will we will do plenty of this. Let's just patience. What does I just spent a, a week in Florida with young Ty Simpkins and a little fourteen year old kid, and I had to teach him baseball is patience. Baseball we have we that. wait for our pitch. We wait for it. So I'm gonna just slow oh. down now just to oh, torture boy. you. Oh, so. so Welcome, Do you remember? Welcome, welcome to my world, Dennis. Oh, I see that. Wow. Oh, wow. Okay, you know what? I'm gonna keep all that for off the air because I'm, I'm gonna. I won't say your foibles, Mr. Anthony Rapp. Go ahead. <laughs> so, all right. He's perfect. Yeah, oh, of course he is. Broadway star Anthony Rapp. He's so lovely. The uh, ginger God. <laughs> uh, so, what ballpark did you grow up going to? I guess it's the old Fulton County Stadium in, in Atlanta. That's the one I kind of been to the most. And, and Hank was still playing. No, that would have been. <laughs> no, you're not that old. No, I'm not that old. I, you know. No? When did he When did he 70 retire? 70-something. Yeah, who knows? It could have been 80. Who knows? I no, I think it was 77, 78. I want to say somewhere okay. on there. Sorry. He, I mean, he played forever. Don't get me wrong. I yeah, think yeah, yeah, like yeah. One of, he was like the Gordie Howell of baseball. Yeah, he was. So, but... You know, Fulton County Stadium with the old racist Atlanta Braves big-headed Indian running around. And, they and, still do the tomahawk chop, and it makes me very yeah. uncomfortable. I, I don't know. This tomahawk chop, is, is that is, is the chop actually deemed racist? Oh, God, yes, yeah. It's I don't tomahawk. know. It's, it's, it's the in, idea of a tomahawk. It's incredibly like, offensive. And the fact that they do it 
over the most nonsensical, meaningless, who cares? It's just constantly going. And You're going to do it like ball three in the fourth yes, inning. That's, it's like, yeah, let's go. Whoa. They do it then. And it's, it's. I'm sorry, folks. That's super offensive. Yeah. It's, I it's, saw a piece again talking about, um, you know, Chief Wahoo. Wahoo. Right. The Indians, yeah. And, they still have them on their patch. They'll still have Chief no, Wahoo on their there, arm on their there, patch. There was a piece that, uh, there was a study literally done of showing young Native American people images like yeah. his and mm. and the kids talking about how it made them feel yeah i mean that's reason alone like i said i'm still super you know. so when I'm i was okay a kid with Dennis, the change when i was a kid then my, my quite literal earliest memory of life of being on this planet is of coming home and my sister my older sister coming home crying and i'm sitting there and asking her hey why are you crying well, you know why is my big sister crying she was maybe first grade at the time and it's because all the kids in her class surrounded her and did an Indian war dance and did the whole, oh, and you know, and do the chop nonsense mm -hmm. because we are quote unquote Indians, which it's not the same thing, but apparently clearly. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so I mean, since I was a, my, my earliest memory is, is of people basically and having to con explain to people how quote unquote, what kind of Indian are you and the war dance stuff. And it's just, it's a little kid shouldn't really have to be answering those questions and thinking about those things. And so it's no, just, I agree. It's, yeah. It's a slippery slope because now you have to kind of distance yourself from the memory. Because as bad as it is now, when we were growing up, we didn't know it was of racist. Of course, and I'm not, and I'm not. That's the thing. Like I don't, I don't. It's the fact that we so know it now. No, but we know it now. Right. And so since we know it now, we should go ahead and move on from I'm it. I'm with there's, you, but there's still a little part of me that will always enjoy the tomahawk chalk because it was one of the most intimidating, you know, fan things you could do in a ballpark where you know the Braves are. NL going, from, you know, and they're, well, and you get, you know, 30,000 strong doing the chop at the same You think same that's time. more intimidating than the rally monkey? Really? <laughs> that was a, that, that was a <laughs> different times, guys. Whatever happened times. to the Vuvuzelas or whatever from the from the World Cup a couple years back? Remember those? Oh, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but, you know, it, it's just another part of us having to distance ourselves from what's right. And it's, I'm okay with it. And here's yeah. the thing, like I said, it's just it's having an appreciation and understanding what it meant in the context of the time and then being able to grow and mature as a people yeah. and understand, look, I, I, I get why they did it then. And I'm not mad at them for doing it then. It is what it is. But now that we know what it is now, stop how it. about just we stop, stop it already? How about just we find stop it already? When we were in when, when Ty and I were down in Dunedin. Mm -hmm. Now, for a Blue Jays spring training game, I have no idea if they did this on purpose or not, but it was the ninth inning. Uh, the Jays were down, I think, four to three, and they were at the plate, and the entire stadium, I mean, to be fair, it was only like seven, 8,000 people because it's a spring training park, but the entire place was dead silent. I mean, you could not hear a pin drop. I heard people going, shh, and like it got just crazy, it's crazy quiet. Three years ago, and, that's why. And, no, no, no. And, I'm telling you, the intensity, like I, you could, I felt for that pitcher because it was like, this is crazy. I don't know if I could pitch when it was dead silent. I think they're used to the noise. I think they can block out the noise. When it was, it was unnerving how quiet it was. You can hear someone's cell phone in the is outfield. That mechanism off. What it was, was I, yeah, but I mean, it was just, it was, I don't know. I, to me, dead silence would be so much more unnerving. And I think that would get in a pitcher's head so much more than some, some, you know, random song that you can sing or whatever. It's interesting notion. I don't know. I think now it, I have to wrestle with that. Way to go, guys! <laughs> <laughs> He's, this, my life has been turned upside down for this podcast. Uh, that's what we do here. Uh, we make you question your existence. But, but it, all right, but, but, Fulton but, County Stadium. Yeah, back to Fulton County Stadium. I remember the first game. I truly remember there. There are three real moments that stand out. Was I got to see Phil Necro's last game as a Brave. 
because they signed him for a yeah. one-day contract. Nice. And he came back and actually pitched, and I remember they pulled him in the fifth inning. My dad's like, let's go. We're done. It's like, well, what about the rest? He's like, it's the Braves. No one cares. And this was the bad Braves before they spent all that money and was yeah. 94, 93. Yeah, 14 straight division titles. I remember my the first home run I saw was there, and it was from uh, Lonnie Smith. Oh, wow. That's yeah. a name I haven't heard in years. That's right, Lonnie Smith. And then I remember I had a random game afterwards. They were playing, I would assume the Mets, standing out by the parking lot trying to get autographs, as all kids do. And... Daryl Strawberry hit me with his rent a car. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Yeah. And I like, boom, down goes a kid. But there was like three of right, us right, there. Right. And we kind of wouldn't get out of the way. And he wasn't in the mood to hurry. I guess he had to get a fix or something. Oh. He just kind of he just kind of slowly plowed through us. Like, yeah. they'll move. They're kids, you know. So wow. I kind of go from like the center of his car, slowly being pushed off to the <laughs> side. And the attendant's like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, uh, I'm, I'm, you know. This is also before lawsuits. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. Well, you were a yeah. kid. You could do whatever you want to kids back then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, not heard. Just get out of the way. Exactly. All That's right. So funny. So now we can get to your beloved thank fantasy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. So okay. So wait. Oh, can oh, I, thanks, me, guys. Me, I got to go now. Let me. So here's the thing. So for years, you I don't know how much about this you know. Manish has refused to play fantasy baseball. Tells me every time I see him. But this year, he's playing. He just told me. I'm so jealous, by the way. How, how to be do you the get... first to be the to be well, in a I'm, first time again? You well, no, because I'm with, with we're doing it with Pardo. So, uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm Jimmy so Pardo's. So Dennis and I'm I are, are. It's yes. a rotisserie league, though. So I know it's a rotisserie league, but it's it's so 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 for, for a friend of the show, former guest on the show, Jimmy Pardo. Uh, I'm on. Uh, I'm in his fantasy league, and and I'm telling you right now. So as we're recording this, we are. Uh, what day is it today? Oh my goodness, my what brain day did, to make them guess. No, for this one though, uh, we're I, in the first week of the season. We're in the first week of the season. We we barely scratched the surface of the season, and I am so anxious every day. This is driving <laughs> me nuts. I have never played fantasy baseball. I never wanted to do it, but because of of good old Anthony and Jimmy and and just you know I'm so I, mad. I I I bit the bullet and I'm doing it. It's miserable. It's it's here it is it. It is absolutely affecting the way that I watch the game, but I've heard you talk about it, and the way that you talk about it is really nice and beautiful and great about having We're vets. You... We're seasoned vets. Yeah, well, what, what, do you, what, do you, what is so? For instance, so uh, opening day, uh, quote-unquote opening day. Because of the three games. Because now we have multiple yeah. opening days now. So whichever one we're going to call opening day, which Major League Baseball, that's a whole other thing that I have a problem with you for. Monday needs to be opening day. I was sort of okay fine with, with opening night. I was sort of okay with that. It's okay. But you need to have – I like having at least 14 games happen on Monday so I can watch all those games. And there shouldn't be spring training games happening on the same day as regular season games like there was in 2016, which I digress. Oh, that, oh, that made me mad. Yeah. Were they were over in Japan or something? No, 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 no. no. no this, this year, year. there's spring was training the games. Cubs had a, no, no, no the not, Cubs not had international. A... The Cubs played a spring training game against the Angels on oh, Sunday. It seems like while... every year there's always that one. It's just, it's really, oh, ugh, whatever. That but drove so... me mad too because when it was Boston and Oakland over in Japan. Yeah, and their was... exhibition games. I was yeah. fine when the Dodgers and the D-backs opened up in Australia because those were regular season games. Right. You know, and we are trying to, you know, uh, grow the game internationally yeah. and so that's i'm i'm fine with that but 
exhibition games should not be being played at the same time as regular season games. I agree. Can I ask you guys a question? Please. Where do we stand on uh, – I always liked interleague games, but I'm not sure if I really enjoy the all-season-long open schedule. I hate it. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's I, I want to know because well, I, well, let's say I don't stuff. have a problem with it. I hate it with every fiber of my being. I, I feel like it does it, – maybe it doesn't take away from the World Series. But it does. I, if, I, if I see – you know the Tigers Cardinals play six times in the middle of the season, and now they're playing. It's too much. So of a here's the bottom I line. I like the idea of not knowing what to get from a matchup. So here's the bottom line. But they still only ever play one division and their rival. We have MLB TV now, so we can watch any game anytime, Ooh. whenever we want. All right. It is. <laughs> no, I'm saying we as a society. Oh. Okay. As a society, we have I access. Thought he was big baller over there. No, like, no, no. God, yeah, 109 TV. bucks a year, baby. You gotta love it. Which is, I mean, are you kidding it's me? A bargain. Are you kidding me? 109. They're not paying us. 109 bucks is a great deal for MLB at bat. SeatGeek is paying us, though. So go to SeatGeek, Clubhouse, uh, promo 20. No, promo 20. Well, yep, good. Promo is yep. Clubhouse to save 20 bucks on SeatGeek. There you go, SeatGeek. You got another free plug. Uh, but uh, what? When, when was I? I just got into a promo thing. You, you can watch all the games. Yeah, so, so, you, can see the so, you, can, so you can see all the teams. Right. I was marginally okay. I actually did not like it when it was the two weeks in the middle of the season. I didn't like that. When it started in 2013, they started doing interleague every day. And here's what is just maddening. So that year, I think, because um, I, I think that was my tour year, we ended in the Tigers, when I say we, ended in Miami. And we had playoff aspirations. We, we were in the playoffs. And it's like, I don't want Justin Verlander hitting in game 162 when you've got the playoffs coming and risking injury right there. There's no reason for that to be happening. Just like in 2016, we opened in Miami, and I don't want Justin Verlander, although he did get a hit, so yay, JV. I don't want our pitchers hitting if, you know, it, 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 the AL teams are not used to that. They're not used to going That's in the, a really, really it's stupid reason. That's no, a, it's, stupid you're not, reason. Here's the thing, it's not a stupid reason. Total These guys are not reason. used to being in the batter's cage. It takes away from everybody they else's at bat. Okay, fine. So they're just going to sit there and get a free out? Yes, that's, that's not the way. Ba- you know my thing. I love the fact that the, there's a DH in one league and, and uh, not I a like DH in another. DH. I love. I hate the DH. No, I like the fact that there's difference in the leagues. But yes. I love that. I think that forcing. The bottom line is we've discussed this. The only thing that's going to happen now is eventually there's going to be a DH in both leagues because someone. No, I hope not. It's no, going to happen. No, no, no. I don't want it to happen either, but it's going to happen because someone is going to get hurt. A pitcher, an AL pitcher, is going to get hurt, and they're going to cause a big scene and say, "This is ridiculous. We are not going. You know, we can't be expected to take an at bat today and then not take an at bat for another three months and then take another at bat that today." That's what batting practice is for. These guys go out there a couple times a week. I agree with they you. Batted in college. No, and not, no, in high school dude. A lot of these pitchers haven't league. batted in ten years, yeah, and but, it's. I would I would go out on a limb and say there would be no DH before there's DH in both leagues. Are you kidding me? The players union would throw a temper tantrum. Are you kidding me? There's no I, way you're not getting rid of the DH. It's extended I'm just, careers. I'm just it's, saying I would see them the get DH, rid of it before they. There's added no them both. there's no movement alive. In I don't want it to happen, but no I am ninety eight point nine percent sure that there will be I a DH not. in the NL in our lifetime. It's I not my baseball. I hope. I am wrong. I, I think pray I that think I am wrong. wrong. I yeah. hope that I am. But I'm telling you, with interleague happening, it's a it's the frog in the boiling pot of water analogy that I always use. It is just gonna slowly happen over it's time. Such an unpleasant image. And oh, so fantasy. <laughs> I got you, Anthony. I got you, buddy. So I don't like fantasy because <laughs> Zach Greinke 
And uh, so Zach Greinke, he opens the year, right? Mm-hmm. Now, normally I would watch that game as a fan and I would really enjoy watching that game progress. And I would be as a baseball fan, as a baseball writer, as a baseball person, I would be really interested to see how that game is developing. And I would really, I would enjoy watching it. This time, because Zach Greinke is on my fantasy team, my heart is breaking and I can't seem to watch it as a normal person because I'm like, ah, Greinke. And it's affecting the way I'm watching these games now. Wait, though. Wait until you get in the middle of the season and then you get get this bond. I don't know about you, Anthony, but like I'll get a team and they go on a run and like I fall in love with every player. I'm like, (laughs) you know what? But I've got to go get me a a Todd Helton jersey because he's on my fantasy team. He just went four for four and I'm now in first place. Wait until you have that moment where you 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 look like a genius. Well, you listen, pick the, no, the waiver wire and you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I got Corey Kluber and Josh Donaldson a couple years ago in my keeper league on the waiver wire. But and I don't care a, about this looking... is a league with a, with an inflation. So sure. this year for the we have a budget, I was able to keep them for like 10 or $15. And you become like, you, they're your best friends. Yes. Right, but listen, I... Uh, I put so I put Vmart so I have Vmart on my team and I put oh, Vmart in the uh, absolutely well 100% yes I've well I've only got two tigers I got Vmart and I got Miggy I think those are pretty decent tigers that never heard of them who is he uh, but um, with Vmart though even though I had someone else that could have taken his spot I put him in the utility slot or whatever when uh, the Tigers had their two games in Miami even though I knew he wasn't going to get a full game but I figured he'd get at least a pinch hit or two and that absolutely paid off because he went. Two for two with two home runs and three RBI. That's with his why two you love hit. fantasy. But here's the thing, though. As I've mentioned a million times, I root for the name on the front of the jersey, not the name on the back. And I genuinely feel uncomfortable. I'm telling you, I feel uncomfortable rooting for individual players. I like, you see me, I root for the teams. I, I do both things. Yeah, I don't know it if I can. doesn't cancel out. They I, it's, don't it's, cancel it's making, out. It's making me so anxious. It's making me so anxious. Oh, you know, I love my team. But you know what? I also love the guy that, you know what? If if I have if I'm a Tigers fan like you and you know Zimmerman's on the mound pitching and let's say I have Delino DeShields Jr. up at bat for Texas. Yeah. You know what? If Delino gets a single, it's not gonna ruin the Tigers season. Yeah, see, I can't but do that. I can't do that. If I if, can. I absolutely totally. cannot. If if I have so I mean I'm, it's gonna happen. I think this weekend, uh uh for the for the Tigers home opener we're playing the the Yankees. I have Andrew Miller on my team as well. Broken bone in the foot or the I, hand at this no, moment, the hand, right? no, but he's he's yeah. playing now. He's playing through Is it. He? So yeah, so he's gonna be fine. But uh if Andrew Miller comes up and make well, I mean to be fair, I have Mickey in my lineup. So if Andrew Miller comes up and J D comes up, I don't have J D on my team. I want JD to hit a grand slam. I don't okay. care that Andrew Miller is on my fantasy team. I then, need the Tigers then, to win. Then sit Andrew Miller for the week and your win-win. Yeah, I guess. But then I get the 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 neurotic. Oh, I should have started him because he struck him out three times. And, oh, you're an idiot. So I'm talking fantasy is. You're gonna get that anyways. <laughs> let's let's be honest, because you're always gonna second guess yourself. Like. Why did I pick that guy up? Oh, I should have known. I just, I don't know. I feel connections to teams, not players. I really think that's happening to me. It's I feel, both. I feel absolutely both things. But you know what? The one thing you'll realize, and I think Anthony and I have, have gotten there, it will open your eyes to everybody in baseball. Like yeah. you will now appreciate, you know, the fourth outfielder on the Texas Rangers. But I now think because- I did that before. I think because I'm such a weird baseball nerd that I, I, studied people's 25-man rosters even before I had any quote-unquote personal stake in it like that's what I that's how I I, I don't you know what see to tell me. you at I'm, this point then so oh no, you, no no why'd you why'd you say yes 
because of Jimmy, you and Jimmy. Jimmy because of you and Jimmy. Honestly, no, it's because of you and Jimmy. I, I, Can I, you guys put a word in for me next year in this thing? Because I'm, <laughs> I'm not in this league. He's I'm not. not he's not in this league. How are you not in this league? Because I don't like rotisserie. Yeah. Uh, now I'm. I'm kind of with you. I enjoy head to head. Yeah, I like head to head. I've too. never so we're, I've. We're the rare breed too when yeah. it comes to fans. Well, I've never done head to head, so I don't know. I may like that better. I also insist that it's quality starts, not wins, and on base percentage, not average. Yes. Yeah. See, we have we have wins and on average, and it's it's more the old school stats and whatnot. Yeah. I had no say in this. I'm uh, saying boo. But it's so yeah because of you and because of Jimmy and honestly a little bit because of you as well, Dennis. I'd just because like to take some credit, you know, here. absolutely because you you know just listening to you how much you love it and 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 how much passion you have for it. It's it is like I said, I'm it's a weekend of the season, so I'm I'm kind of getting my 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 feet wet a little bit, and I'm trying not to obsess because look, I'm it will spoiler keep, alert, it will an obsessive you from guy. Getting bored too. Let's be honest. You See, know, I don't. I never got bored. I never got bored. I watch every stop. second. Just stop and pretend for one second you're going to be that fan, because <laughs> you cannot tell me at game one twenty four you're like, oh yeah, Anthony? he went two for two. Anthony, come on, he's pretty much Jesus. Uh, game, it doesn't matter. It's a random Tuesday in August between the Padres and the Brewers. I will watch every second of that game because it's baseball. Well, no, to be fair, you watch four games at once, so you're not watching. <laughs> yeah, that's every true. I watch I watch four games at once, or if I'm if I'm in my apartment, I'll watch up to seven or eight games at once. Yeah, so it's not you're not paying attention every pitch. No, I'm game. not, but I'm paying no. attention to multiple games at the same time, yeah. and I'm switching back and forth. And I do like it's it's I love baseball. I think it's time we tell him, Anthony. This is actually intervention. Everybody, <laughs> come on in. We brought all your friends and family here. This is an intervention. <laughs> you know what? John Ham's got my back. John Ham on his episode, he says that. He is somewhat similar in the sense that he will listen to a 30-year-old radio broadcast and just sit there yeah, and listen to it. That's different. That's, that's different. That's way that's different. different. All right, I can't tell you how many times I'll go on YouTube and watch the right? Kevin Mitchell highlight where he makes a grab over his hand with the ball. Do you remember that? I'm not sure I remember that one. Kevin Mitchell. Was, I do. Uh, was it, I want to say it was like Ozzie Smith or Willie McGee. It was you know back then where Cardinals, Giants, slapper, you know, Mitchell – Underruns the ball, but he recovers by just flipping up his hand and mm. making a barehanded catch. I yeah. mean, oh, I've seen that. I have seen that. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know what you're talking about. Yes. You know, you can go back, and there's no difference from watching a 30 year old game to yes. watching the, you know, chicks dig the long ball commercial. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that commercial. That's the, mo- that's the most epic. For those of you who baseball don't, commercial you want to explain ever. that commercial because it's a it's a great commercial. I, gosh, oh, it was. Uh, it's Glavin and Maddox. Glavin and Maddox, and they they Mark McGuire's hitting these home runs in batting practice, and chicks. This are, is like 97, 98 in that general vicinity. Yeah. And chicks are like, oh my gosh, and you know, chicks dig the long ball. So then it's a montage of Glavin <laughs> and his buddy is it there, tongue and Maddox. Cheek? Yeah, 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 very much so. They're and they start working on swinging and trying. Well, they're in the and they're in the weight room. They're, they're all they're all lifting weights and yeah. all that stuff, and, and then, then they go and hit home runs. Yeah, yeah. and this is chick, in the thick of. This it's a Nike the, commercial. Yeah, oh, it's it this is was the in most the thick of un- rent, of rent time for me. So I was watching no TV. Oh yeah, yeah. you we we yeah. you know what. You when this when we hit stop on this, yeah, we'll play it. You have to pull. Oh, it. it's one of the best commercials. I think I watch the commercial every year just for the novelty of how I was a kid when that's happening. Yeah. But it's just like, how did we not all know? How did oh, not the, the world yeah. know yeah. what was happening? Because this is a commercial that is like an SNL commercial. It's like a parody commercial for uh, 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 steroid abuse. Right. Like it's it's amazing. But it was a real commercial. Yeah. Chicks we all, the we all need to huddle together under over someone's phone and watch it together and, <laughs> and share that moment of bonding yeah. together. Okay, all right, we can do Sounds that. Good. Yeah. Uh, sorry. So, so why don't since I don't want to have this be all negative, why don't we talk a little bit about the positives of fantasy? Well, you said some of them. Um, you know the the fact that 
you know, especially, well, there's different kinds of formats and different, like the fact that I'm in a keeper league, for instance, yeah. and I have these players that I can also follow over time. Sure. And that I have, it's, it's like having the players on the Tigers that you've. Because it's your, right, you it's know. your team. But it's so, I think it's just so weird just because, uh, I don't know, I was raised in this, in this idea of, of. Tigers, Pistons, Red Wings, Lions, Wolverines, like of, of the of the of those teams being that's those were my teams. And I think we've discussed it on the podcast before. When I was a kid, I would be like a fan of Ken Griffey Jr. Yeah. But I couldn't tell him it was like a secret. I had a poster of him on the back of my uh, bunk bed <laughs> where no one could see it but me. I knew it was there, but no one could see it. When because everybody goes to sleep, you bring it down. Pretty like, much, Shh, yeah. Just me and you can Because you. I knew my friends would be mercilessly attacking me for not you know, being a Tigers fan or whatever, or, or, or somehow betraying the, the old English D. And I just, I, it's, it's this thing where it's players come and go, but my city will always be there. You know, you, it's, it could still be that way. It's a game. Fantasy's a game. Treat it, it that way. It is. It's just, it's, I don't know. It's been interesting so far. It's you guys are going to see me by the end of the year. I'm just going to be Howard Hughesing in my apartment. Just I think you're going to love it I, because it sounds yeah. like it, Anthony that he's already been training for it. Watching seven, eight, course, eight baseball yes. games, you root for every team in some aspect. So yeah. why can't you root for some player in every aspect? Because it's when I so like for, let's take the Granky adva- uh, uh, example. Uh, so Granky gave up uh, seven runs uh, in four innings in his He's first. He's still giving up runs, right? Now. Yeah, he had, he had a pretty uh, bad first start there against the Rockies. But to be fair. The Rockies in April are the are every single year the twenty seven Yankees. Yeah, but he's owned them. I know, he's but the Rockies are. The, he's been pitching the division. He's been owning them. The Rockies so. are always in April and and some of May. They're always the best. And team they weren't. In the they weren't in Denver either. I know. I, that was kind of ridiculous. They were in. Yeah. But so. regardless, so I'm watching that right. And as a had I not been doing fantasy this year, I would have watched that game and I would have been very very fascinated and I would have been doing all my little weird analytical. Why is this happening? Why is that happening? But this time, for whatever reason, all because I would be focusing on the Rockies too. I'd be focusing on why the Rockies are doing what they're doing. I'd be looking at the defense. But for whatever reason, all I could focus on was Granky, and it was just like making me anxious and sad and angry that he was blowing this game. And it's like it's it's affecting the way I I am watching the other, you know, nine guys on the field or eight guys on the field. Yeah, but that's that would be the same thing if you were watching the Tigers and such a thing were happening. Sure. That's who you are. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, come out. The intervention starts now. <laughs> we're just going to take a brief break so that I can tell you how to get in touch with Anthony or me. You can follow us on Twitter at ClubhousePod. Visit our website, ClubhousePodcast.com, for extensive links and information about some of the baseball moments we discussed on the show. There are also photos from our cross-country road trip for you to peruse at your leisure. We love hearing from our listeners and getting you involved with the discussion. So please email us at clubhousepodcast at gmail.com. Tell us about your favorite baseball stories, your favorite baseball films, why your team or ballpark is so special. Or honestly, just if you want to say hello. If you are a new listener to the Clubhouse Podcast, welcome. For more great baseball conversations, take a look at our archives, like our chat with stand-up comedian Jimmy Pardo, making his second appearance on the show as he shares with us his thoughts on managers Ozzie Guillen and Robin Ventura. I'm very outspoken and probably uneducated. <laughs> what? No, about, about 
Ozzie Guillen managing in 2005. And I just use him as an example, which is the first time I defended the guy, which I can't believe it. <laughs> because I, I stand by that team was so good, you could have managed in 2005. So to me, the manager does nothing, yet does everything. Yeah. I give Ozzie no credit for winning, but I blame Robin Ventura for that team being horrible. Yes. All right, so uh, I've been reading Roger Angel's collection of his incredible baseball writings. And um, it, I feel like this is so in the spirit of this podcast and so in the spirit of what we're talking about. And it there wasn't fantasy baseball back in, you know, the the late 70s. When yeah, there was, there was rotisserie. Well, well, he doesn't ever write about it. So I guess right. it wasn't it wasn't the mainstream. It wasn't thing huge yeah. back then. So anyway, this is about fandom and why we care. So I just wanted to read it. It's a little. It's a little reading. It's deep it's a reading, thoughts. Deep thoughts. It's from pretty Roger beautiful. Angel. So this is this is a quote from Roger Angel. I'm a not enough of a social geographer to know if the faith of the Red Sox fan is deeper or hardier than uh, than that of a Reds rooter. Although I secretly believe that it may be because of his longer and more bitter disappointments down the years. What I do know is that this belonging and caring is what our games are all about. This is what we come for. It is foolish and childish on the face of it to affiliate ourselves with anything so insignificant and patently contrived and commercially exploitative as a professional sports team, and the amused superiority and icy scorn that the non-fan directs at the sports nut, I know this look, I know it by heart, is understandable and almost unanswerable. Almost. What is left out of this calculation, it seems to me, is the business of caring. Caring deeply and passionately, really caring which is a capacity or an emotion that has almost gone out of our lives. And so it seems possible that we have come to a time when it no longer matters so much what the caring is about, how frail or foolish is the object of that concern, as long as the feeling itself can be saved. Naivete, the infantile and ignoble joy that sends a grown man or woman to dancing and shouting with joy in the middle of the night over the haphazardous flight of a distant ball, seems a small price to pay for such a gift. Oh, I'm gonna cry. All right. <laughs> this makes me want to tell you guys something that I've never told anybody. Uh-oh. Clubhouse exclusive. It is. I am a diehard Red Sox fan. I cried in 04 like a baby when they won it. But it seems like now I don't like my Red Sox. I don't like what we've become. I don't like what my fans are now. We're 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 now a joke as a fan because we're like mass holes now. Yep. And, and we've become too big for our britches. I've, I've lived through the bad years of Mike Greenwell and Ellis Burks. <laughs> you, you know, I, 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 the fans now make me not want to root for the Boston Red Sox, in all honesty. Yep. Like I, I, and I've said this to a couple Red Sox fans, and they want to, you know, lambaste me. Well, you're not a true fan. But you know what? <laughs> There's no such thing. I hate the, the term true fan. Yeah, I want to yeah. just obliterate from the lexicon. You know, I turned into a four-year-old boy when I got to interview Dustin Pedroia, you know, <laughs> I, I, as a kid. But you like, but as as an open, you know, fan wearing my, you know, Ted Williams jersey and my hat, I stopped doing that because I don't want to be associated with who those people are. And Quite frankly, I, I don't like the Red Sox fan base anymore, even though I'm one of them, but not to that extreme of how many words silly stories do you have? Ah, you know, I'm not that guy. That's interesting. One of the first things that I told Anthony when Madden was signed and when I guaranteed you that within the next five years you do win a World Series, and I made him promise me that when you do win the World Series, that as with his celebrity status and whatnot, that... It, he would at least do what he could to make sure that the Cubs fans did not turn into what the Red Sox fans turned yeah, into. I will, it's so absolutely. easy because to. it was and and you know I've I just can't. I mean, maybe I'm just wrong. I just can't imagine the the whole vibe of 
the the Wrigley experience has never been about that. About but it's that just kind of it does change. You know? I guess that it's it's I'm, I I had a lot of great Red Sox fans in 2002 and 2000. I had a great friends of mine friends of mine who were just genuine and sweet and great, and it on a dime changed. can become was, obnoxious and because all this insecurity, all this this years and years of pent up anger and rage just. Do you know out. what it is? Here's exactly what it is. Before 2004, we were the cursed team that hasn't won since 1918, and mm-hmm. you know, bad luck happened, and we we enjoyed it. That's who we were. And every pitch, we knew something bad was going to happen, and when it did, we go, "Oh, that's our Red Sox." We go on with our day, and and you move on. Then we win championships, and and we become successful. And now you're no longer that. That lovable loser, essentially. You're now the guy that's on top of the world, and you got to win every year, and yeah. and you get too big for your britches. I want to go back to those days of, you know what? That's my team. Win, lose, or draw. Now it's you know your team sucks. We've won the most World Series in the last blah blah year. Ah, guys, yeah. What happened to just loving that team? I'm telling you, I, there. I, I'm genuinely concerned. I've talked to people about this. Where it's like, I I love the Cubs because of you. And I want the Cubs to do. And I grew up in Kalamazoo, Michigan, and so we would either go to Tiger Stadium or Wrigley when I was a kid. Or two hours between the two of them, and you know, I I, I cheered for Sean Dunson when I was a kid. You know, I love Mark Grace. We all did. Guys. Yeah, but Leon Durham. I can, I can feel it coming. I can feel their the, the level of of you know just. It's not going to be the diehards. It's not going to be the the, the eighty five year old people that are doing it. It's the the twenty somethings and the thirty somethings that didn't really live through a lot of it, but just have the idea of the lovable losers tag, and they will run with that, and they will just. I mean, look I what the, this possible. Look I mean, what they have on the Royals. I mean, the Royals opening night in two thousand sixteen. Royals Mets, and I saw signs in the crowd that would be like, "Oh no, this is for for on the Monday or Tuesdays." And whenever they gave out the rings. Where it, uh, I think I saw a sign that said uh, "Noah rings for you" for uh, Cindergard, Noah Cindergard. And like <sighs> Noah rings for you. It's like what? What are you doing? What? What? Why? Why are you doing that? You Did guys you already not won. Who you were? Yeah, you already of- won. You don't need to be obnoxious about I this. Agree with you. Be grateful. Be gracious. It's it's. I don't know. Like that. But to I'd be like fair, to believe, I like Tigers to fans too. Also, Joe. The way that any tone, that but it's Hill not just said, Joe you know, though. Like I said, yeah. we had Leland, yeah. and in 2012, 2013, I mean, Tigers fans were getting on my nerves. Like I did not like Tigers fans at all, especially when they're calling for Leland's job all of a sudden. And it's just it's so fandoms in general. You know, my favorite quote on the planet. It's a Mark Twain quote, and it's a mob is as smart as yeah. the stupidest man in it. Yeah. And that's ultimately it. It's it's we are driven by the loudmouths. Here's my question for you as a Cubs fan, because I've been there. You know, a, a bad team. You don't go for the party anymore. You 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 go for you know the experience. Everybody says you go to a Cubs game because it's fun. It's a party. You don't really go for the game. I I've only been to one, and I went with my you know four year old at the time, so I I didn't really get the party. Yeah. But when you win a World Series, people hmm. are going to start going to root for the team. The party will well, slowly no, disappear. I was there. I was there last year when the Cubs were very good, and mm-hmm. and yeah, the, the crowds are starting times. to change. The crowds yeah. are, are. You still got the beach balls. You still got the folks that are on their cell phones and they're on their. That's what's scary but, when that crowd no, but they were changing. they weren't they were excited crowds. They weren't obnoxious crowds. Yeah, like last was, year because it was such a surprise. Like and and John Hamm said it. John at the end of John Hamm's episode, he warned. He, <laughs> he had 
a little omen for Anthony. It was like, go, oh, we're going to see what happens with expectations on you now. What's yes. gonna, how are you guys going to handle it? Wh- which one? Episode 194 of John Ham? Jeez, you guys, I loved it, by the way. But like, oh, uh, yeah, we went, we, we, uh, we had a pretty long 16 episode. hours with John Ham. We, we, we went a little bit long. I mean, the guy's a baseball Ken, nerd. Ken Burns directed your podcast. <laughs> That's how long it was. So I got to, I mean, I don't know if this is one day, but I got to go to opening day. Yeah. In, in Anaheim, mm-hmm. and there was there were a lot of Cubs fans there, yeah. and they were really joyfully loud, mm-hmm. but not there. Were, I didn't see any it's like still attitude. The beginning, baby. But I'm it's... just saying that I didn't see any like weirdness between Angels fans and Cubs fans or uh, Cubs fans like get anyone's faces or because they haven't won anything like, yet. You've won, you've been but winning, that was a, but that was a shellacking, yeah. and I didn't see any. Sure. And I was sitting very near the the, where, the area where most of the Cubs fans were sitting because that we were also Cubs Angels. If it was if it was Cubs Cardinals, it might be different. If it was Cubs Pirates, maybe, it might be different. Maybe. I'm just it's, saying that uh, that's a small sample. We're all size, hoping but, that it doesn't yeah. happen, but it's it's uh, history will 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 you know dictate that most likely you're gonna get some. You're gonna get some. It's just a matter of will. The good voices outweigh the bad. Can I say this too? When the Red Sox won their first World Series, they trotted out Bill Buckner, and it's like we <laughs> yeah. forgive you. Like yeah, if I'm was... Bill Buckner, I'd give well, you I... the middle finger and yep. say, "You go pound sand. <sighs> Do not <laughs> pound sand. Go." If I was Bill Buckner, I would tell Boston fans to go pound sand. Yeah. What does I... that mean? I don't know. It sounds cool though, doesn't it? <laughs> but I'm serious. I would say. I... You you yeah. ruined his life. Yeah, the guy. Well, exactly. I guarantee numbers. you, when you guys win, someone will try to bring Bartman out, and if well, they've Bartman, already tried, they tried last year. Oh if no, I'm, I'm saying when you actually win the but series. But they tried last year. They invited right. him to the playoffs. No, if I'm Bartman, I don't come anywhere near. Not, they, no. not the Cubs organization. There was just a people. Fan. There right, was right, a fan right. who organizes like uh, Kickstarter thing or whatever to or GoFundMe yeah. to bring him. They haven't to found the him. Isn't he like a he, ghost now? Or yeah, did he, they... just, he just he's he respectfully said. Thank you. No, thank you. I mean, good. He, oh yeah, no. He he's he's been very smart about not accepting any. Like when ESPN did the thirty for thirty on him, like he didn't. Like he's just he's. I feel awful. I mean, I remember watching that game and immediately. I was a kid then too, but it was just like, what are you doing to this poor did guy? Did you ever see the what if commercial? Like if Bartman didn't touch the ball? Oh, that's on like, MLB Network, yeah, right? Yeah, that was phenomenal. Yeah, like yeah. he would become the mayor, or, or like some other guy tried and he pushed him out. <laughs> I, I think it was a uh, Costas's kid yes. started uh, did a series on MLB Network of like what ifs of like phenomenal. what if this happened? Yeah, it was a pretty interesting, funny uh, series. If there. I'm Steve Bartman, I tell the Cubs and Cubs fans go pound sand. Yeah, once again, <laughs> we're all gonna pound what? sand. Why? Why? Um, Why? You don't need their forgiveness. No, they treated you like crap. Any one of us would have reached for that ball at that same time. Let's not lie to ourselves. So um, there's a lot more I want to talk to you about, and I'm debating something in my head right now because I feel very misled. I felt like you were a Detroit Tigers fan, and now I'm hearing all this Red but Sox and Braves. Hang on, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. But spending time with the team over the last three years, I've gotten to like some of these guys. I've gotten sure. and had drinks with some of them. But my trivia game is, our trivia game is all Tigers questions. So I'm not sure how you're going to do with that. I probably wouldn't do good if it was Red Sox questions. I'll yeah. be honest with you guys. So it's great. All right, well, then i tell you what, then. We'll go through it super fast um, because I do want to talk more with you about some other things. Let's do it. So uh, before we get into it, uh, what would your uh, uh, number be? If you were to play big league baseball, what would your number be? 77. 77. All right, I, and what position would you play? Uh, you know what? Pitcher. Let's not lie to ourselves. <laughs> I always even on wow. This is this is ending the argument about the DH. You love the DH, <laughs> yeah, because you're going to be a bat. Yeah, 
Like, yeah, you're, you're, you're back here. I, so we're I, in an NL park for this game. Yeah. I'm not even going to lie to you. Like, on MLB The Show, I'm 77. I'm a pitcher. I can hit home runs. I can steal bases. <laughs> I'm, I'm that way. guy. I'm so... I, right and now, I use my real name, too. I don't... I'm like... Oh, yeah. My wife's like... My wife's like, hey, look, there's a baseball player named Farrell. I'm like, it's me. That's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> all right, so Anthony, would you like to explain our, our, our game? So you, uh, it's the, the only weird thing about the game is that it's always you batting. Okay. But it's sort of like a simulated game in that sense, I guess. So if the first question is to say, if you get it right, you get a single. Oh, jeez, over then, four. Then you, then you have the option to steal. Okay. Um, which is sort of like a little bonus question. You, you don't have to steal. You can decline okay. the option to okay. steal. Then uh, second question is a little ramped up in difficulty. It would be a double. You may or may not score the runner from first based on how you do with the question. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the third question would be a triple. So you could you have the potential to score runs on behalf of the Tigers is the thing. And then the fourth would be a home run. So you have the potential to score four runs for the Tigers. And right Maybe now, Bobby Higginson here. Oh, I love me some Bobby Higginson. Uh, oh, I can't remember. Said I said nobody ever. Oh, excuse me. That was my childhood. The, the Tigers. You were me. abused. I'm getting <coughs> emotionally. I'm going to cry. The Tigers, my entire childhood, were hot garbage. They won the World Series when I was one years old. And after that, they said, we don't like playing baseball anymore. And they just, they lost. In 2003, we lost 119 games. My, the saddest thing in the world is Bobby left in 2005. And in 2006, we made the, the, the series. It's why I always loved Brandon Inge. Brandon Inge was on those bad teams. And he was on that World Series team. It's why when Bonderman came back in uh, 2013 for a minute, I was so happy to see. I interviewed Bonderman and Verlander in 2006, and to see them once again standing next to each other on the field, it just filled my heart with so much joy. Mike Maroth and all those guys, the 20 game losers. It's, yeah. I watched every second of those games. Um, but I digress. Uh, so here we go. Uh, yeah, so I was going to say, I can't, I should have looked it up before we, we uh, started recording here. Pat Ahern, I can't remember how many Pat scored. He may have scored like one or two runs for the Tigers because the Tigers are on the board, uh, former uh, relief What's pitcher. What's the worst anybody's ever done? Oh, we've had I... some whiffs. We've had some people go over. Okay. Yeah, good. yeah. So, no, no, you, you, we've definitely had people um, not. We've had a couple any... four runs. Okay. Yeah, we have had a couple of you know home runs, though. So, but we'll see. Here we go. <laughs> so, batting second. Who the pitcher's batting second? Wow, you, you're a good hitter. Batting second. <laughs> Well, it's because this is a pinch hit situation. For the, for the, pinch, no, it's why are you pinch hitting for the time? You know, MLB the show. No, like Madison Bumgarner. Pinch oh, hits. Yeah. <laughs> All right. We have, so batting second in our lineup, number 77, the pitcher. Spring training. For the Detroit Tigers, Dennis Federal. For a single. Who was the first player whose number was retired for the Detroit Tigers? Now this. Now, just so you know, here's how this works. If you get the answer wrong, it's an out, and you get three outs. And so, if you get three outs, then the game is over. Oh, good, good. This will be quick podcast then. Uh, Ty Cobb. All right, that's yeah, a nice that's clean a, single. Yeah, yeah. Although he didn't have a number, so that's a trick question. Okay, so now just so you know, he just the pitcher was the the ball was being thrown back to the pitcher, and he just stole second base. <laughs> because here's the question: Would you like to steal? What was his number? <laughs> oh, okay, good. So Ty Cobb did not have a number. <laughs> I accidentally stole it. Do you know? Do you do you know? Uh, this isn't about the trivia, but do you know when we started? When we as a baseball loving franchises started putting numbers on the back of jerseys regularly because there were one-offs here and there but when did it start mm, you know 20s or 30s right? i'm gonna i'm gonna say a little bit later and maybe the 50s now can you think of what team would have been the first one Yankees. to put numbers 
So here's a fun piece of trivia. 1929, actually. Yeah, because Babe Ruth had number. So 1929, but... Extra large? The Yankees were going to be the first team to have numbers on the back of the jersey. Their game got rained out. Uh, The Indians were also doing it that same year. So the (laughs) Indians are the first team to have numbers on the back. And then by the mid-30s, all the teams had it. But uh, so I said 20s or 30s, so I win. You were good. I win. Ding, right. ding, ding, now, win, for winner. So now there's a man on second. I'm not playing the game. I'm not playing the game, but I win that game. There's a man on second. So you'll definitely score That's a run a now if yeah. you uh, if you uh, just get, get a hit one here. right. Because is it for a double? How many World Series have the Tigers won and name the years? So it's got to be the years. Yeah, yeah. I can't do that. I got 85. Oh, goodness. So that's yeah, out number one. Yeah. No, no. That that, that was like a pop up. <laughs> that was a tip pop. right back in the catcher's glove. Yeah. <laughs> that's one up. You have one out. Okay, good. That was. You got to keep going. You, you got to keep going. going. I still. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. You that's the thing. Advance. You can't. You can't advance until you move through the question. So if you get three outs in this question, that's it. Oh man. First, let's just let's just do this. How many? How World many? Series? How many World Series have the Tigers won in their history? That's even bad. I'm gonna say. Four? Yeah, that's all right. right. So the ball is in the air. The ball is in the air. It's it's soaring out there. It's going to right field. All right, go ahead. 84. Got it. Um, Oh, man. This sucks. Um, Uh, Al Kaline, Hank Greenberg, uh, Norm Cash. Yeah, yeah. 63? Nope. Another out. Close. Kind of. Oh, 67. Two. Nope. Ah, he's out. That's three out. out of here. Ow. Yeah. It's, it's 35, 35, 45, 68, and 84. Yeah, okay. And now, now uh, the, yeah, here's yeah the, these the, are the fun ones. Yeah. Fun Let's part is that <laughs> the Tigers uh, in 45 beat the Cubs the last time the Cubs were in the World Series. And in 35? In 35, they also beat the Cubs. <laughs> and they also then they defeated the Cardinals in 68. 68 and the Potters yeah. in 84. So hold on, let me see the phone. I want to see if that's uh, the greatest pod. One of the logos, that old eighty four Padres? Padres. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the pod, you know, the big Padre trying to swing. I love that one. Can you name any of our rookies of the year? Fantasy baseball, huh? <laughs> 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 All right, fine. Yeah, Justin well, Verla- I can name one. Justin Verlander. Justin Verlander okay. is a rookie Here. of the year, and then we also had Chris Shelton. So, oh, <laughs> we just brought up uh, talking yeah. about Chris Shelton and yeah, his uh, those eighteen the home four home runs, runs on pace for four hundred plus home runs. Uh, Sweet Lou, Lou Whitaker, oh. Mark the Bird, Fidrich. And Harvey Keen okay, okay. in uh, 1953. But all right. Well, so the, the Tigers, Tigers are have been blank. But it's all right. The pitcher was up. It's not our fault. Yeah. He he made solid contact, and he stole the base. That's I pretty did. impressive. That's pretty good. So yeah. his on-base percentage is, is doing all right, and yeah, he's got a stolen base. So, hey, one for four ain't bad, so, guys. All right, fantasy boy. Here's what I thought. So it's rotisserie. And here's um, here was my strategy. I drafted a bunch of fast dudes who had high average and would score a lot of runs. I basically punted home runs and RBIs because it's rotisserie, and I was like, I'm not gonna win every category. So I, I so stolen. So like I had like Altuve, and I, I basically got big batting average guys, big stolen base guys. They'll score a lot of runs. No, oh, that's a that, there's a big know? sigh. Here's the problem, fantasy if, guru, and and. It's a solid. I like it, but like something like stolen bases. If you go up too far in stolen bases, mid season, now you're gonna have to try to sell some of them off because you're so far up. It doesn't even matter how many more stolen bases you get. Oh, this is the rotisserie. Thing. But I could yeah, do that though. But that's good thing. though. Doesn't that give me? I have value yeah. to someone else who needs stolen bases. I will have you know. I, it'll it, be a buyer's it, market it, or seller's market. Ah, see, it comes down to if I know you need a first baseman really bad, and I've got two of them, and there's no one good, I'm driving that price up. 
So if I know you have all these stolen bases and they're not doing you any good. But the stolen bases are also, I didn't like pick up like Gerard Dyson or something like that, where he's going to be bat 220, but with, or like a uh, Billy Hamilton. Like I put guys like Altuve, who's, he's going to be batting no, no, 300. So great. it's, so for a guy like that, you're going to get average and speed. So if I need, you know. No, no, I, I'm, I, I like it. I just, the worry of punting home runs, like now you're going to be on the waiver wire going, oh, there's well, I had the 11th. Lefty. I got to throw him in. I had the 11th pick out of 13 picks, and although my my little cue there, I was telling Anthony this, I don't know if someone had a spy cam in my apartment, but every single time I would have like six names on a on a queue, bing, 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 every single one of them would get you picked. Gotta, here's the thing about drafting, too, is that <laughs> everybody gets so ramped up for those first three rounds, four rounds, but there are such golden little oh, tickets to pick up in the later rounds. Sure, and I feel like I got some of those. Or, yeah. And also, like I said, I took and flyers. So you, can't, on. you gotta like, you gotta... Be you got to see. You also have to start to get sensitive to the trends happening in the draft and see well, that I don't know if everybody's sort of that. going after this kind of thing. I mean, there were things happening in the most recent draft that I did that I like. They were, I was head scratching. Like I got three former Cy Young winners and Sonny Gray in this one draft. I got Jake Arrieta, Corey Kluber, Felix Hernandez, and Sonny Gray in one draft. What the? I don't understand how that happened because everybody was going after. I don't bats. know the bats, and I and I also got Arenado, who's a great wow. bat. I mean, I I don't know how I did it. Sure. Anyway, so but there were like I because I I you look ahead too to there you know when these when these if you're doing it on the on the app or on the computer you see all the people that are ranked and you know that people are going to be looking mostly at those names and then you can start to get a sense of yeah, I who they're was, going after. I was on my phone, so I think I didn't have all the different. I was on my phone. Oh well, then our app stunk because I couldn't really see a lot. I couldn't like. Uh, uh, Come rank it. Come next year, you'll you'll open your eyes more, and it'll be more fun for you when you can sure. start looking at trends like the ADP, average draft position. Is something I love to look I don't at. Know what that is. So how do they? How do they? How do you decide what an average? Draft, like, it's so just the, it's mock drafts. Yeah. It, people do mock based on drafts. who though? Based on. Well, hang on. Hang sorry. On. Whatever the whatever the. If you're doing it on ESPN or so we CBS, did C- so we do CBS. We've got a CBS yeah. one. Yeah. So no. so you 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 type in ADP right. And it'll pop up fantasy baseball average draft position. It'll pop up, and then you can go in, and a lot of sites will take all their mock drafts, all their real drafts, throw them into one big pile, and say, "All right, you can expect to get Miguel Cabrera in the eleventh pick." Now he could go a little bit earlier, depending on who's in the league. He could fall a pick or two later, but it it gives you more of an idea of where these players are, or you know, because you probably had a list of guys you really want. Absolutely. And but you know, you only have half the puzzle there because yeah. with ADP now you can say, well, if I really want Arietta, then I I know if I wait past the second round, he won't be. You will there. never get him. Of course. Right. right. But now you know you can see players falling and trends, and now you go well. Normally, in most of these drafts, catchers will start to fly off the ball in round five or something. Just throwing that out there. So now you can say, if I really want this catcher, I, I either have to get him at the end of round four or I need to play in on someone different. So it helps you. It, it's fun. It, it really. Sure. Oh, yeah. No, I you that. like strategy. I do like yeah. strategy. No, I like strategy. Like I, said, I approve, not necessarily entirely. Like I, I, I think that you already starting out 
with a notion though when you're punting when know that you have to probably punt yeah i knew i knew uh, uh, maybe i chose the wrong categories no, to punt I no, no, but no, no. I, no I, I knew as soon as bases. as soon as i read kind of the the you know rules of the league i was like oh yeah i can't there's no way i can win all these things yeah. so i got to just realize if i can even just get i mean, i still have miggy i still have i still have guys that can hit some right. home runs so i'm not going to be dead last in those categories but i'll probably actually right now i think i'm like second or third in home runs somehow but it's early uh, but it's, it's, I, I, no one was looking at speed. No one was looking at average. Everyone was looking for the power guy. So I was like, all right, well, let me sneak in and get that. Um, and, and you'll be able to like sell off when you're speed guys, or then you'll be like spending nights and nights on the waiver wire going, <laughs> all right, this guy's hit two home runs in the last three games. Maybe I'll get him, but he's batting 220. Can I really have a 220? Yeah, on my that's teams? what would look with uh, Luis Valbueno. When I was looking yeah. at Valbueno, I was like, oh God, Valbueno is going to hit some home runs for me, but he's going to bat 220, 230. And I'm but not sure have, if you have a lot of high average. That I, exactly. No, no, I have so enough high average where it should even out, you know, which I'll be fine. But I don't know. This whole thing is. I just, will say I've I've never been much of a trader. Trade oh, trade. Yeah, that was the thing I was going to ask you about. Trade. I don't like, understand don't how that to, works. People don't tend to approach me for them, and I don't. Because why know. would someone? I mean, I, so I saw like there was someone in my league that put up like I'm there's so and so is on the block, and I'm looking for RBIs and whatever. Like that's that's like he put the name he had and what he was looking for. Why would anybody give you? The RBIs and like what you were saying earlier, like someone's going to hang on to that, and not. Yeah, but if you have a need for it, if you have a need for what he's offering, yeah, that's yeah. why. Maybe he got poached in the draft and didn't yeah. like his team, and he's like, "All right, so maybe you know he got Justin Upton." He's like, "I don't like Justin Upton." Right. <laughs> What for whatever the reason, maybe he just and he's like, all right, but I know Justin Upton can get me what I need out of this category. So if I throw him out there, I'm, I'm okay with it if I can fill a hole. I think we shamed someone into dropping uh, Jose Reyes. <laughs> someone, someone, yeah. someone, someone dropped him because we all shamed him I into tried it. To, I, tried, I tried to shame Dennis into dropping Ryan Braun, but he didn't. <gasps> Keeper league. Sorry, guys. I don't know. This this podcast may never air. This is this is this is offensive to me. See, now I told him this, and I don't know if you know this, but I'm sitting in in the dugout with Jimmy Pardo, right mm -hmm. next to Adam Laroche who he hates because he's a hunter. And he said it many times on his podcast. I, he might even said it with you guys. Yeah. And he, he says that there are guys that if, if he doesn't like their lifestyle choices, he just won't draft them at all. Now, that's kind of handcuffing yourself, but I understand it. He drafted A-Rod. I want that to be on the record. He drafted A-Rod. Yeah, he did. I was going to draft him because I was at a Yankees game and Ty Simpkins, our, our little friend, was bugging me. He's like, you should draft him. You should draft him. I was like, no, I'm not going to draft him. He's like, if he hits a home run, you should draft him. So I told everybody in the chat, I was like, Ugh, I'm being pressured into this. If he hits a home run, I'm going to draft him. Thank God he did not. And the next round, Jimmy picked him up. I was like, thank you, Jimmy. Take that off my wow. plate. So Mr. Pardo drafted Mr. Rodriguez. Wow. wow. Sorry to throw you under the bus, Jimmy. <laughs> so anyways that happened you have Ryan Braun though I do look and I'm not happy with it I took over this team Ryan Braun's been on my team now for about a year and a half and I just can't give him away I gotta get some sort of value back for him oh for Braun yeah yeah I'm look I'm open to getting rid of him you know Ryan Braun is like a mistress like yeah I gotta kind of see her on a Tuesday so she won't tell my wife but, you know, if she fell down the steps, I'd be okay with that. <laughs> that's, that's my relationship. She's not a very good mistress. No. Uh, so, very classy. So, 
Actually, can you give some of our listeners some some fantasy tips, advice, or or or, or just you know talk a little bit about, about you, you know what you're depending on when this airs. You're It'll be the next couple of weeks. You're you're still early in the season. Don't drop anybody because they're zero for sixteen or oh, zero right. for seventeen. That's that's the most common thing. Is well, you know, he's zero for twenty right now. The, the Albert Pujols year, where he was like one ninety and like one home run in the first two months and turned it around and was like what was it two sixty nine, almost twenty eight home runs. That's gonna happen, guys. You know who you got. You yeah. have to bear with it. Wait and 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 talk to your friends in your league too. If you're a trader, people will tell you. I take the Billy Bean approach. If you've ever, have you ever read his book? No. Billy Bean says when he talks to it, when he calls up a general manager. He doesn't talk at all. He lets the other guy talk. And the other guy will tell them what he wants, what they want and need, and, and tell them everything. Do it. You know, send a message to your buddy saying, hey, I, you know, I see you're in fifth place right now. What's going on? And then he'll start to complain about his team. And you, now you know, well, maybe I can give Felix Hernandez pretty cheap because he just gave up five runs and, you know, he's not happy. Interesting. So, so let's. That's funny. <laughs> Maybe that's why nobody tries with me because they know I'm not going to fall for that. Crap. No, <laughs> but but that's, but people will tell you. People love the trade and people love to feel like they win. So if someone offers you like the first trade, and you love the trade, just just play it off a little bit. Like, let me think about it, and then you come back and be like, look, I like this trade, but will you throw in your fifth pitcher just to get a little bit extra? And sometimes they'll do it. You know. I, I, I love trading. You know, tra- trading to me is a battle of wits with somebody because you're when you're trading with someone, you're trading with someone who thinks they're smarter than uh-huh. you, who, 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 who thinks they're the smartest guy in the league. Everybody thinks they're the smartest guy in their league. Sure. So now to me, if I feel like I can walk away with a better deal, I personally beaten you. That's what I feel like. That's funny. That's amazing. Maybe, well, I, mean, I really think that might be why people don't tend to trade with me. Cause I is there a lot of trades that happen in your league? I think there's some, yeah, but... I don't really. I mean, so far I've, there's. I I I really scour the waiver wire. Like that's one thing I do. But you know, every league has the guy that loves the overnamed value guy that you can right. sit back and go, this guy will overpay for our pools. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, there's the guy that will drop the superstar in you know week seven. Right. It, it, so you're just waiting for Jim Bob, you know, for whatever his team name to make a stupid move, and you just pray that you have that number one waiver. It happens. Every league has that one person. It's just. Not being that person. Yeah. I've been noticing a lot of, in my league, it's a rotisserie league, that there's a lot of, so we get three ad drops a week. Mm -hmm. And um, a lot of guys have been dropping and picking up uh, starting pitchers, like almost, you know, every couple of days, basically. They're streaming. That's what it's it's called. Is that something that you, so right now, like I drafted, so with with the five categories, it's ERA, WHIP, K's saves probably holds and wins no okay. wins uh and so uh i went for strikeouts whip and era like that's really what i was focusing right. on and <laughs> sadly all of my era guys are getting absolutely don't busted yeah, don't i don't know of course it. not of course not of course not but so we only have four bench players so we only have four bench players, no DL spot, there's four bench players. So you figure you always need to have at least three uh, everyday players there that can fill, you know, other holes. And so I've got one pitcher. So do you? would you recommend in a league like that 
to just have that pitcher be a slot where I keep on adding, dropping, adding, dropping? Or should I, like, how, I mean... It depends on who's available. Yeah. And, and okay. being in rotisserie, look at the innings pitch and keep... Innings sure pitch you... needs to be 1,000, which right. I've got enough starters where that's going to be Just keep fine. up with it. And then when you start seeing yourself lag behind with everybody else in innings pitch, then I might start streaming pitchers. But until then, it's not a need. It's not a worry. And sometimes you're dancing with the devil where, you know, yeah. you're you're going to pick up, you know, somebody off the waiver wire and then they're going to get rocked for that six runs. Up, yeah. And now you're set back for two weeks because you're now trying to lower your ERA and all that stuff. So okay. it's a little too early in my book to start streaming pitchers. You haven't even made it out of the first week of the season. Right. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> all right. Would you uh, do you have any other questions for, for our fantasy guru or fantasy expert? How many leagues are you in? This year, only two. Yeah. But the last several, 10, 12, 13 mm-hmm. leagues, you mm-hmm. know. And my problem is I'll get people that I should never be talking to me in real life ask me. Last year, you know, Travis Hafner is like, will you play fantasy foot baseball with me? I'm like, yeah, you're <laughs> Travis Hafner. Why wouldn't I? Right. You, you know, I'm in one. I'll tell you off the air. Because I don't want to yeah, get no, them in trouble. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Cause you know, for whatever reason, you can advertise on baseball yeah. games, but you know, you can't baseball players can't play fantasy football for money. They yeah. can't play fantasy baseball for money. Yeah. So gambling. You know, they can't, can't play baseball. They can't play fantasy football for money. No nope. gambling. You can't there is no gambling in yeah, yeah. There's no gambling in sports. Gambling relative to it's gambling and anything yeah. because it's basically you can't get you can't do a horse race you can't I mean a lot of these guys there's casino clauses they can't go to you know you just you cannot gamble gotta, gotta, but gotta. but you'll, they'll do it in the clubhouse of course it's they like, will. yeah yeah it's well that's a look, rule well how did that work you may not know this but I feel like when I was a kid like quote unquote fantasy baseball for money was illegal because like all the offices had to like be super well, secret big, about that's it that's a big thing happening right now with DraftKings it's an open question that's different that's not but fantasy that's brackets, just the NCAA that's brackets. what I mean yeah it's that's just, what I mean that's, March that's, Madness that's all happening it's all really getting under investment yeah. but getting, everybody does it it's no, right. but, but it's still like there's a big prohibition thing yeah. what do you think of DraftKings FanDuel all that stuff I I I played it for the first time last year because I'm I'm a traditionalist. I love a season long. I want to become married with my team. I want to be emotionally invested in, in in my team. You know, if I draw, if I'm gonna have to drop a guy, I want to feel like I have to take him out to dinner. And say, Look, <laughs> I apologize. Yeah. This hurts me more than it really hurts you. You, you know what I mean? <laughs> have you done well, it depends that? Depends on who it is. I right. mean, if but it's some, I, I you know, can, I become just... invested in my players. DraftKings is fun. But I could find myself getting really addicted to it. I mean, I yeah, it's it's so easy to go. Well, I'll I'll put five buck per ten five dollars into PayPal and go do it, and then five dollars later and five dollars later, and you know, I've won some, I've lost a lot, but it, it's it's fun on a Tuesday night when you're in game ninety four and you start getting bored. I'll play it once or twice a week here and there, but. I have no interest. Who gets it's, bored playing or watching baseball? Yeah. yeah no, well, we don't because we're messed up. <laughs> <laughs> but but the common guy. The, no, you're right. No, I I I I'm fully aware that I am the the outlier in this. It's tough. I you know I I want to like it because it you know in the middle of the week it might add a little zest to a game. Sure. But it's it's so. Yeah, addictive. the guys that do it every single day. It's, Couldn't do that's, it. Yeah, that's pretty intense. I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm. I am an addict, and so I'm pretty sure that would stay away. Yeah, I like you said, it's it's with. <clears throat> I have no problem with them, but with fantasy, that was one of my biggest concerns. Is kind of my addictive personality and kind of just the fact that I just think it's a, there, there's it's not fantasy is not adding anything to no, your baseball addiction. Uh, it's not. It's it's just, a, well, that's like I said. It's, it's that's just, the one thing I've been happy with. Like I I'm not 
24 hours on my phone checking and I am only checking in once or twice a day to set my lineup and then to see who's there. And then during the games, I may or may not check what's happening sure. there. But, um, oh, I'm addicted to the stat tracker. See, I'm oh, trying not man. to be because I, like I said, it's I'm fun, but I, mean, I do that anyway. I do that anyways like... though. But I, so I'm, my addiction is just the normal stats where I don't want, at least currently, I'm trying not to follow my specific stat tracker because I still want that part of me that is just watching all 30 teams equally. Because it's also my journalist hat where, you know, there's a lot of times, and Anthony and I have talked about this, where if I put my journalist hat on, I can't root for anybody. And I just want to watch it as objectively as humanly possible and just watch the stats come in and be able to analyze it and, and figure out what's happening there without any connection to it. And and I like that part of it as well. Here's, so. where, here's where I'm a sycophant. All right. I will I will be at a Tigers game watching it live. I'll have my laptop up, my stat tracker looking at it. Not like my guy's batting. And if he gets a single, I have to stare at that stat tracker to see that single come up. Then I gotta, you know, click the button over to the raw you know, the the matchup to see if I take taking singles from him and I'm I I gotta win. That's funny. Yeah. Singles. There's a fantasy league where you have it tracks hits, singles. Yeah, I'm in a league where you know, you, singles, doubles, oh, really? triples. Yeah, like it. It's kind of it's fun. That actually sounds kind of fun. It is. That actually kind of sounds a little bit. That that I might do. See, maybe that's it. Maybe this isn't nerdy enough for me. No. Maybe I need it to go even more like crazy, crazy specific. We, we flirted with the idea, Anthony and I, of starting a league. It didn't quite pan out because he was like who is this guy that keeps bugging me <laughs> but now, now we've met he kind of likes me yeah, i think we'll he's see. still on the fence nope but off the fence uh, you don't like me <laughs> 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 no but i think next year we need to have a league may you know in a head-to-head you i think you'll like head-to-head better why uh you know rotisserie it's like you against everybody in the league head-to-head you're playing one guy each aren't you week. still against everybody no no, it's the standings. It's standings. Yeah. But you're going head to head against one player. So like, all right. So I face you. I beat you this week. Yeah. So I'm one and, and it's yeah. a, and, But it's well, it depends. In in our league, there's 12 categories. So I could go six and we could go six and six. And then it's a tie. And then yeah. And then but then it's like the standings for sort of games won and lost essentially. Yeah. Okay. So by the end each of the season, category is a game. Yeah. Each. So by the end of the season, you could be you know. 108 and 64 oh, and, you know, oh okay, okay it's, it's it fun I, I like that so much better than yeah, and then i should have asked when does when does the quote-unquote fantasy season end the end of the september playoffs? so the, yeah. or the, the i'm sorry the end of august so that the playoffs are the the month of september but doesn't the 40-man roster start screwing that up a little bit not really no, no? okay i don't know i guess i, I would it's actually know. a relief because now they call up all these prospects that you've been sitting on all season yeah. long and you're like yeah. oh thank you yeah we have a we in our league too because keeper league we have some minor league players too that nice. are that are available yeah. to us to uh, use if they get called up. All right. There well, are rule, there are rules about whether or not they could be then you know eligible. You know, there's all sorts of different. And, and there, there, yeah. You know, there are certain leagues where you can only change your lineups on Sunday. I don't and then like you, that. yeah, I, I don't, I don't like either. That. For and the you, whole week, yeah, yep. ter- terrible. How do you know who's playing? It's terrible. What's terrible? Yeah. The lineups aren't set until two hours before exactly. the game. Terrible. Yeah. I don't it's terrible. Like it. Yeah, you have to guess if a guy's yeah. gonna come off on the DL <laughs> no, or no, not. No, that's terrible. awful. Yeah, no, for, no, no, you can. For us, too much, there's too much luck involved in that. For us, I think it's five minutes before first pitch, mm-hmm. and then like when those games end, it's five minutes before like the next first pitch. So like it's one o'clock, four o'clock, seven o'clock start. Like so, even now, like in the morning, I don't have to set my lineup for the seven o'clock game. Yeah. I can set it at six fifty-five yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But um, all right, well, look, it's my first year doing it. It's been an interesting week so far. 
I'm telling you, I'm feeling, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling anxious. It's I don't okay. know. Okay, it'll go away when you start winning. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the thing. Winning I, cures everything. And I know this isn't like I know this really doesn't mean anything because like on the first day I was in like second, and the second day I was like eleventh. <laughs> I was like, what's happening? No, this game is terrible. But now I'm like fourth, so I'm he's okay. in. He didn't go anywhere. <laughs> I'm off to a strong start at my keeper league this week. Yeah, strong, strong start. I made, I picked up a couple flyers. Like people in the in the draft, I even got scoffed and scorned a little bit. <laughs> I did because I paid. I don't remember how much, but I paid. You know, I bid on Matt Duffy. And these, this is real money, right? No, no, this is auction. We have an auction budget. Oh, he doesn't even know, does no, he? No, no, <laughs> he an only knows budget. about draft. I don't there, know anything. Okay, so this is. I love auction. Yeah, there you get a pretend budget of you know maybe a hundred dollars or a thousand dollars. Yeah, two hundred dollars. I don't remember. And every thing. every person in the league gets to nominate somebody whenever they want. So like when it's your turn, you, you know, early you may not want to nominate the guys you want because you want everybody else to spend their money exactly. early. So you could throw uh-huh. out. Oh, you throw out that's Matt what Kemp, I did. The, that's what I did this year, and everybody bids on them. It's it, on Matt Kemp, yeah, so yeah. you might get them cheaper than. And so, are you putting guys out there that you may not even necessarily yes, want? Yes. You're just saying, here, yes. you guys waste yes. your money with this. Exactly. I'm not even going to bid on this, yes. right? Because I could tell that there were people overpaying in my league early, and I was like, I'm not going to be part involved. <laughs> oh, this in this. is great, yeah. And because I already had in the keeper league, I had Josh Donaldson already. I had Buster Posey already. So there were like, I have. Some really solid things, so I just need some. I needed to fill some other holes, so, so I could wait. Strategies. So I could nom. I don't even remember who I put up for bid, but I was not going to bid on them. But I knew that they were going to pay for them and they were going to eat down their budget. So anyway, so I so Matt Duffy, you yeah. know, San Francisco mm-hmm. Giant third baseman, mm-hmm. second what, second or third in rookie of the year voting last year, mm-hmm. but a solid player. But like people were scorning me for <laughs> for paying for him. They were like, really. And he's had a very good week. I mean, it's early, but yeah, yeah. I, I think he's going to have a good season. He's going to be solid. Yeah. Starling Castro, same thing. Like, I had dropped him, actually, because... Well, he's playing at Yankee Stadium yeah. now. Oh, he's going to put numbers yeah. up. But the, you know, inflation, he was too expensive for me to oh, keep. Right, so right, I had to right. put him back in the pool, but I was hoping to get him back. And, and people weren't interested. So I got him pretty cheaply relative. Yeah, and, and Ian Desmond's and, another and I, one and of I those knew guys. Gonna, I got Desmond, Ian Desmond. Yep. You know, I got Ian Desmond. Hang on to a big yeah. year. There's, there's, so those kinds of I have things, too many Rangers, but it doesn't count for rotisserie, right? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Because I've got three Rangers. No, got, it doesn't matter. I've got no, Beltre, i got matter, Desmond, and Chu. It has nothing to do with it. Nothing to do with it. I'm learning here. Got to be patient with He's going to go buy a Texas Rangers hat now. This is how here's it the thing. But here's the thing. I genuinely do like, I mean, we've talked about it. I genuinely do like Adrian Beltre. Yeah. I've loved Beltre, you know, yeah. independent of anything. I think he's great. So, like I said, it's, it's, I did largely draft a lot of guys that I happen to also like. I like Altuve. No, but that's okay. Um, I that's think fantasy. that's good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know. Like, like conversely, it, I'm never going to draft Ryan Braun. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I had a chance to draft A Rod and I absolutely didn't. And I do not regret that at all. Yeah. Here's what I tell people. If this is your first year in fantasy, mm-hmm. draft the guys you want to watch nightly. Because don't worry about winning the league. Draft the guys you want to watch. Well, I guess so far, and once again, I, 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 I'm learning now as I am the crazy lunatic outlier in this, is that I'm going to be watching these guys regardless. And so, so far, I've been good at, like, I'm genuinely, I'm not really following my guys. Like, I'm not looking at each one of their at-bats because I've got other games to watch. He's lying to us now. No, he's seen me. You watched me. Yeah, you were at Jessica's place the other day, and I had four games on. Yes. I was not paying attention to my guys. I'm like, oh, wait, I forgot. I have Pilar on my team. How did, and so I'd be like, oh, how did he do? All right fine but i'm looking at i'm a i'm a psychopath i love baseball so yeah much. we all do that's why I love we're baseball here. so much all right <laughs> so that's 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 gonna do it for us i think uh, is there anything you'd like to plug dennis you know what uh i'm gonna plug this podcast 
Uh, you know, this is a phenomenal podcast. I've actually been a fan of it. <laughs> well, thank you. Well, that's very, very that's sweet. Hilarious. Thank you. <laughs> that caught me off guard. I wasn't expecting that. Yeah. Oh. Uh, you know, Clubhouse. Clubhouse cool. podcast, yeah. 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 No, you can follow me on Twitter, Dennis77Farrell, F-A-R-R-E-L-L. Uh, you know, I'm I'm everywhere. That's the best way to find me. Just follow me on social media. We can be Facebook friends. I don't care. <laughs> you know, F-A-R-E-L-L, you know, send me a request, and then you can find all my links. That's the best way to do it because, you know, yeah. if you're not in the fantasy, you're not going to listen to my podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we have had, I've, we've had emails accurate. from people who have asked us to do fantasy stuff, and I didn't in the past just because I was so completely against it. Don't. Keep your podcast the way it is. Honestly, I love – the storytelling aspect of it, because I can, I can, there's a million baseball podcasts out there. When you start listening, and then it's like sabermetrics, and your yeah, mind starts yeah, going not, numb I'm and jelly. Yeah, no, I we're, well, there, sabermetrics specifically, yeah, we're not going to do. There's but, yeah. not enough storytelling podcasts, and that's well, why you. I love this. That's Thanks. very, very nice of you. Well, hopefully, when when uh, our, our our Broadway star over here is done entertaining the masses gallivanting across the country we'll be able to be back in our base of new york and get some more great great guests you guys need to do a live show can i say that right now like when you talk about uh, what was the, the one place you talk about the store Is oh bergino the bergino baseball clubhouse yes you need to have like a, a live meetup podcast where you guys sit in there and everybody comes in and gets a, like we talked about that we went to the problem I, is that anthony's on the road right now but when i he's would in fly new to new york for that in all seriousness i would do that That's and not cool. even be on it just to sit and watch it. well in the clubhouse is is i mean well i mean they're the club you need to come to new york and visit the clubhouse anyways i want to the way you describe it it's i heaven. love it it's heaven i mean and and this year we've got a couple hall of famers coming in we've got you know it's just it's it's really an amazing amazing i miss it like right now i'm gone for a month just traveling around going to ball games and i'm missing four or five different oh, I'm events so, i'm traveling around going to ball games <laughs> but oh. i'm missing i'm missing some events there you guys would enjoy this not me but the, we're doing a cooperstown event i think either this week or next week sometime soon here where it's the the breweries of cooper you know cooperstown is right. also known for their great beer i don't drink anymore obviously but uh there, there's going to be beer there, and it's going to be like a fun. It's just, it's. Oh, I love beer. Can, can I tell a quick story before Please. we end this? Yeah, no, go ahead. So, uh, as we record this, I, I don't know if we time stamp it or not. It'll much. be. Yeah, like I said it's the first week. We've done it enough. We, it's the first week of the season. Uh, the t Anthony and I are going to sit in the press box for the Tigers' home opener. Yep. And uh, we're, you know, we're going to spend hours on the field watching as little six-year-old kids do, drooling and, and being slapsticky. Now. That's awesome for any baseball fan. I mean, I you're you're giddy. I get giddy when I talk about it. But I found myself today telling telling somebody who's got tickets sitting outside in the poor weather because it's supposed to be snowy Coldest, and yeah. thirty and the cold. I'm going to be in a press box watching this game, and I'm just sitting there going, "Oh God, I'm going to be out on the field. It's going to be cold. I'm going to be burning." And the guys looking at me like, "You are a complete a hole." Yep. <laughs> like, like, do you realize that I would go shirtless to hang out on the field yes. and watch batting practice yes. an hour before yes. they even open the yes. gates? And I'm like, and I'm sitting there complaining. So, but you've been done. You've been you've been doing it for so long. But it's... every time I, I, but you know, I, it took me a second. I go, you know what? You're right. Yeah. And I am. And I, Manish, when you come to town, I, I, I bring you every time I can. Yeah. Because this is an exciting opportunity for anybody yeah, to thank live you. it. I thank spent, you. you know, I spent years in the press box and it's my favorite place in the face of the planet. I love sitting in that, press, especially the Tigers press box. I love sitting in the Tigers press box. 
opening day, while you two are nice and warm in uh, uh, the press box, I am super, super happy that I'm going to be one of those people sitting in the stands. I'm sitting in the exact same section that I sat in for the uh, 2006 ALCS when Maglio hit the walk-off home run. There's no, as much as I... I prefer watching games in the press box more than anything just because of the access and because the you get more information out there and it's just it's fun up there. But there's no place I would rather be than in the stands for opening day. I've been in the press box for opening day. It's great. It's fun. Anthony, you're going to have an absolute blast. I'm so excited But I'm going to be all tigers out because you can't cheer in the press box. You can't yell and scream and make a fool out we'll of yourself. We'll find a way. <laughs> I, I am. Jimmy Pardo did it. Well, oh my Pardo's gosh. different. He Pardo... almost got us kicked out. <laughs> Here, here, he comes into town. I take him to the White Sox, right? White Sox. So we're sitting there, and the Tigers give up bases loaded, right? And uh, uh, Abreu comes up the bat. He's uh-huh. like, Abreu's going to hit a grand slam. I'm like, stop. Oh, you know? God, I actually remember and, Yeah. And I'm like, stop it, dude. It's, come on, just watch the game. And it's like, no, no, he's going to home run. Gone, right? So like, oh, my God, yes, I called it. And, like, everybody's, like, looking at Jimmy Pardo, just, Wah! he's fist pumping. He's like, ah, yeah. Yeah, please don't do that. You're, yeah. You'll embarrass the Clubhouse podcast. I'm please don't do that. Do... No, he doesn't do that. No, but I'm I'm excited, Anthony, because yeah. it's – Manish and I were down the, – the one game we went to last season, and we're standing there. And was it the Royals? Uh, it was the Royals. Because Rusty Coons came by. Yeah, we're hello. talking to Rusty Coons, and I know Dale Swaim, and he's talking to us. And then, like, uh, Alan Trammell walks by. He's yeah, like, Tram you know, walked by. You know, like, he's like, Tram's one of my favorite. I go, hey, Tram, come here for a sec. He walks over and talks to yeah, us. Tram's a, Tram's a good and, guy. And we're like, listen, we, you know, Manish and I, I'm not, I'm throwing myself in there because I wasn't really a Tigers. I'm like, we loved what you did. Yeah, this Thank fake Tigers for, fan stuff. I I don't, I'm not sure if I'm, I'm, I'm not on, on board with this anymore. I did. I did fake do that. Tigers I won't lie. I, I totally was like. <laughs> fake Tigers fan. I won't lie. I was. But he came over and talked yep, and shook our hands great, and yeah. he walks away and he's like, yeah, Trammel was like, great. Trammel was. I, I got to interview him once years ago. When see, that's the other thing right now is that now when I'm in the press box, I can still be kind of a fan because I don't have my magazine, I don't have the ESPN stuff. Because then you really have to be, I'm Mr. Professional, right. yes, sir. But now I can just geek out, and now I can just be like, yeah, I had your poster on my wall. What do you want from me? Like wow. it's just, it's these guys are. And yeah. I still take lots of pictures. Bring it. Make sure your phone has lots of memories. Because, oh, I sorry. I'm like, that's fine. All right, we're, we're gonna okay. have to wrap this yes. up though because we've gone. Uh, are you trying sorry. to challenge John Ham for the for the longest episode? Uh, but uh, <laughs> so this is this has been absolutely great, Dennis. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you guys. And thank you, guys. Uh, yes, thank you, Anthony. Thank you, Manish. I was waiting for that. That took you a little longer than. <laughs> Oh, I always miss you, buddy. It, it's it's these days. It's weeks between seeing you, and I always miss you. <laughs> Thank you guys so much for listening, and uh, we will see you next time here in the clubhouse. The home base for the clubhouse podcast is the Bergino Baseball Clubhouse, located at 67 East 11th Street in New York City. Seriously, folks, this is without a doubt my favorite baseball spot in the country. From the baseball-inspired artwork on the walls to the one-of-a-kind memorabilia for sale and the amazing baseball fans that are just hanging out on the bleachers inside the store, this place is the best. If you can't make it into Bergino's in person, please visit Bergino.com and pick up a gift for your father, your mother, your brother, your sister, really anybody in your life, or even just yourself. If you can make it in, make sure you mention the podcast and you'll get a free bag tag with any purchase. You can follow Anthony and I individually at RoundingThirdMJ for me and at AlbinoKid for Anthony. Thank you so much for listening. 
Have an awesome week.